Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I'm your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. During the course of this podcast, we have spoken with a number of experts in the field of wellness and self-care. We are now picking up again on that discussion and adding yet another dimension to it and talking about tools and resources for wellness and self-care. It promises to be a thoughtful and provocative discussion. It is my pleasure to welcome Lale Hancock to the show. Lale Hancock is a leadership and entrepreneurial coach, professional services consultant, personal wellness mentor, and founder and CEO of global professional services company, Bella Pamo. Lale boasts 30 years experience in operational excellence, change management, and business consulting, and has inspired and empowered thousands of individuals, including Fortune 500 executives, government agencies, nonprofit organizations, athletes, and veterans. A highly respected executive and leadership coach, Lale has a particular interest in supporting and encouraging the leadership capabilities of women in business, in the workplace, at home, and in the wider community. She is featured alongside luminaries such as Oprah Winfrey, Melinda Gates, and Ginny Rometty in the 2019 publication, America's Leading Ladies, Stories of Courage, Challenge, and Triumph. It is my honor to welcome Lale Hancock to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited about our conversation today. I am too. And so there's so many things that we could talk about, which just means that I'll have to have you as, as a repeat guest. And just to get our <laughs> listeners a little bit familiar with, with who you are, I mean, you're, you are such an amazing person and you're doing so many amazing things. Why don't you help our listeners understand a little bit about your background and how you got your start both professionally as well as personally. You've got a really fascinating background, and I would love for our listeners to get a little bit more of a sense as to who you are. Sure. Well, you know, I've been in business for over 30 years, but it didn't start off that way. My passion growing up initially was that I wanted to be a doctor, a pediatrician. I loved children, and I also loved wellness. So my target was always, how can I help people have a healthier life and have more options towards their health? And, you know, that's kind of where the career started. That's where the education initially started as well. And on my path to med school, I met someone, fell in love, and realized that, you know, he needed some assistance in finishing up school. So I chose to take a year off of med school, not go to med school. And then our whole life kind of, you know, as one does, we have magical earthquakes in California. <laughs> That's that a nice way up, of putting um, them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the funniest thing because like, you know, most people like don't even experience earthquakes, but this one was a very big earthquake in Northridge, probably the biggest one California has ever had so far. And it really disrupted everything in my life. It, it, it 
really got me to look at things so differently. You know, it was like there's this moment that happens in your life, but then the aftershocks are just as bad. So not sleeping for four months was not the greatest experience. Things got me to move to the East Coast and I just gotten married and we ended up having children. And so my, my path to being a doctor actually really altered. And my other passion, which is really growing businesses, took over. And, you know, when people hear my story, they're like, well, hey, but you left a revolution. You know, you were seven, your country had a revolution, you left, and yet you just keep bouncing back. Like, what is it that you keep being part of some really challenges in life, but yet it doesn't hold you back? And, and I have to say, when I left Iran after the revolution, I had two choices. I can become a seven-year-old who didn't know when I'm leaving the next country and pretty much, you know, hang out with family, or I can be the kid that gets to know every single kid in the world. Right. (laughs) That way, if I leave, guess what? I at least got to meet some interesting people along the way. And that's been kind of my journey and my life and really business. I adore, I love working with people, empowering them to know that there's so much more to their careers than they ever imagined. There's so much more to them being leaders of their own lives and their careers. And, you know, life is meant to have fun and not just be all serious work either. (laughs) So you've had quite an illustrious career. You've done a lot of things. It seems to me from our conversations and our exchanges of messages that you know, you decided and a big inflection point for you was about 11 years ago when you decided to go on your own. Why don't you share with our listeners that experience and how that ended up segueing into your life's path today? You know, it's interesting. I always loved working in an organization with other people. And I've worked for, you know, startups. I've worked with large companies like Dell Computers. And I always loved it. My last full-time position, though, was at a not-for-profit. And my full-time job was a senior vice president of programs and services. So got to work with a lot of different kinds of people, not-for-profits, for-profits, and actually working with the congressional. So I got to work with senators and congressional people. And I realized that I actually have a gift in being able to assist not just one organization. And, you know, I had built a bunch of startups for other people. And I really looked at my life and I said, you know, what would I like the next five to 10 years to be like? And I realized I actually wanted to be that I'm empowering other businesses, not just one that I work for. So in 2009, when it was the craziest moment, when everything else was going, you know, companies were laying off people is when I actually decided to go on my own and started a management consulting company. And that must have been pretty scary, actually, because the bottom was falling out everywhere. And I would imagine that it was pretty scary in terms of trying to figure out, you know, is there going to be a market for my services when when the bottom is falling out everywhere? You're going to laugh. I was never scared. It was (laughs) exciting for me because, see, I realized, like, 
you know, the symptoms in your body when you're like really scared and then the symptoms in your body when you're really excited, I realized for me, they're very similar. And most of the time, it's not the fear aspect, but it's the enthusiasm, the excitement for change. And I had a lot of people approaching me before I went on my own. So I knew, you know what? even if it doesn't work out, it's going to be how life is for me. I get to learn from that experience. I get to meet some new people and I can always find another job, you know? So it really was the, the moment to fly and say, okay, I'm going to jump off the cliff and see what happens. And it worked out. I ended up working with one client for two years and it was the best years of her business, you know, at that time. And so we ended up doing partnerships. We ended up like, it just ended up that I had fun. I ended up not having the stress everybody else had of, you know, like you said, the economy had turned and, and most people were afraid of, you know, Hey, will I have a job tomorrow? So, well, how is, how have you evolved as a professional and as a person and how has your business evolved since you broke out on your own 11 years ago? You know, it's so funny. Every year it looks different. Every month looks different. I have to say it's been one of the greatest gifts because I started the consulting company in 2009 and I started to work with a lot of executives and organizations with their executive team and their directors and realized there was a whole need for another business. And, you know, everyone's working so hard to bring in more customers, more revenue, you know, all the challenges that are happening with their employees and everything else. But most had no care of what was happening to their wellness, their health. And the stress at work was causing problems with relationships at home, the relationships at home were causing problems at work, which then was causing financial problems. Like it was this domino effect of wellness. So a couple of years after I started the consulting company, I actually started a company called Global Wellness for All because I realized there's this globalness to us. You know, there's our work life, there are personal life, there's finances, there are relationships, whether they're with family, friends, or intimate relationships with husbands or lovers, whatever. And they're all affected. One part of you affects every part of you. And so it actually turned into another organization. So now I get to travel around the world. Literally, I've been (laughs) in different countries every week, almost the last eight months. And I get to work with businesses But I also get to work with individuals and communities and share tools of ways that they can become leaders of their lives, whether it's at work or at home or both. And then they also get to have a voice because most give up their voice. It's just really crazy how that happens. But that's the other component of it is adding your voice in your life improves your health and wellness as well. Well, and I'm so excited because our conversation today is going to touch on all of these different aspects, which leads to my next question. You mentioned the importance of wellness and how it often goes by the wayside, particularly at times of stress. You're a trusted advisor to many people across a number of different dimensions. 
And I would like to focus our conversation today on tools and resources for wellness and self-care. As listeners of this show know, we recently celebrated our second anniversary as a show. And over the past two years, we have talked to a number of experts on the topic of wellness and self-care. And each of them have brought a different frame of reference and dimension to this very important conversation. So just to set a context for our discussion today, what do wellness and self-care mean to you? Yeah. So I think a lot of times when the word wellness is put out there, most people think nutrition. You know, they think of their body. They think of like, okay, am I eating the correct foods? Am I taking the supplements? Am I exercising? For me, that is one small component of wellness. There is your mental wellness. There is your physical wellness, but there's your financial wellness. There's your relationship wellness. There's your career wellness. You know what I mean? There's like all these different parts of us. And so eating for me is not just being on a diet and eating the foods that we assume are good for you because each one of us also has a different body. Our blood types are different. Our body structures are different. Our body likes and dislikes are different too. And I mean, like I've had one client who lost, she went from a size 20 to a size eight and wow. she ate M&Ms and had Coke. And that is unbelievable. <laughs> yes. And she did it in four months. That is unbelievable. Wow. Yes. Yes. Because she actually started to listen to her body. And that's one of the things that I really teach out there is that it's us really listening. And your body has been talking to you the whole time. Those moments when your eyes are strained and, you know, you just can't look at the computer anymore. That's because you totally bypassed every sign your body gave you of get up, move around. Let's, let's change the direction of the way our eyes are looking. Like, it's just amazing. If we start to actually listen to our bodies, there's so much information to make our lives easier. And also, you then have more energy, you have more clarity, you have more creativity when you listen to your body. So if you were to describe on a 50,000 foot level how your approach on this topic of wellness and self-care is different from others who may offer coaching and consulting services similar to yours. How is your approach different from that of others? Well, you know, when we look at wellness, for me, I am looking at the oneness of the person. So it really is finding where you headed, you know, what are your targets in life? And the next five years is really the ones that I'm aiming towards is, okay, in the next five years, where would you like to be? And most people don't even know the answer to that question, just so you know. (laughs) They're really looking at today. They're looking at tomorrow. They're looking at six months to a year ahead. But they're really not looking at five years ahead. And then really identifying what are the paths to get them there? So for example, if someone's looking at a promotion in the next, you know, five years, like wherever they are today to that, to two levels beyond where they are today. Okay. 
Well, for you to get there, it's not just about the experience that you need. It's not just about where you need to be with your work, but where do you also need to include your body? What are things that you need to put in place today that even allows you to be successful in all aspects to have that happen in five years or two years or a year or whatever it is that you're doing? And then you break it down. You know, uh, we talked a lot about stress as you open this conversation. Most of us know we're going to have stress in every aspect of our lives, but it's how are you handling that stress? Are you allowing that stress to become one of the components that assists you in your creativity? Or are you allowing that stress to be the roadblock to everything that you need to do? And, and that actually making it even more difficult to accomplish those targets that you have. For me, stress is not the problem. It's how we're handling the stress. It's the things we are avoiding. Like, you know, with your audience and lawyers and everything like that, one of the things that I love about lawyers is that they're there to be the advocate. They are the voice to everyone, whether it's an organization, whether it's a person, they are there to represent them. Well, I also would like to welcome all those lawyers to have a voice in their own life. What can they put in place so that they actually start nurturing and caring for their own voice and to be able to reach the things that they would like to reach? And that it's not just about the clients, but that they're actually reflecting all those great gifts that they have for their clients internal for themselves. Well, and I'm looking forward to picking up that leg of our conversation a bit later about how when we're looking at the landscape of challenges that you see your clients having to wellness, obviously stress is a component. The, the losing of one's voice, I think, is definitely worth exploring more. Why don't we talk a little bit for a second about relationship challenges and how that can end up being a challenge to one's wellness? Sure. And, you know, I want to break down relationship because relationship can be so many things. It's people we interact with in our lives and our work. So it could be coworkers, your boss, your clients, strangers on the street. It can be your friends, your family. It could be your extended family of, you know, like your husband, your wife, your children. And one of those aspects is that all day we're, we're part of some relationship and relationship tends to be one of the highest stress factors in most people's lives. So communication at work, communication at home. And I just, it's interesting. It doesn't matter what level person I'm working with. It doesn't matter if I'm working with an executive, if I'm working with somebody who's just getting started in their career, the ability to, the miscommunications at work and at home end up still being one of the factors to where things don't work out. And so I want to come back, like you said, relationship, but even relationship comes back to your voice. It comes back to our ability in being able to still be us, the authentic us, and not lose ourselves when we're having a conversation with a loved one or having a conversation with your boss. And how many people are willing to actually even ask at work for what they desire? What would make them happier at work? Very rare that you find that. 
Well, and I'm really looking forward to looking at these three challenges in greater detail. There is one question that I just thought of as, as we were talking about what these challenges look like. You work with a lot of different people in a lot of different environments and across generations. One question that I like to ask my guests is to what extent in the work you do, do you see meaningful differences across generations? There's been a lot of discussion about the multi-generational workforce, how some workplaces may have have as many as four or five different generations represented. How do you view in, in the work that you do and the people with whom you work, do you see meaningful differences in terms of how they address wellness and how you coach them around these issues? Definitely. And, you know, when I come into, like, when I'm working with an organization, it's not just wellness that I'm working on with them. It is improving their processes, improving culture, transformations going on. It is improving their invoicing. Like, there's all sorts of things within their business that we're working on. And I've got to tell you, one very effective way it's been to engage everyone is to bring in people from different departments, different cultures, different backgrounds, different ages. And the ideas that come out of them are beautiful. Like, you know, I know that sometimes people think of the millennial generation and they're like, okay, you know, they're not able to um, be as reliable. They're flaky or they're this or they're that. And then there's all sorts of other stuff I hear from, you know, the baby boomer age of like, okay, they're ready to retire. They're not willing to put in the hours anymore. Like there's all of these things that I hear, but when we put all that aside and we bring people and ask them questions, allow them to become the creative source to where the organization's going, it is beautiful to watch this cross-cultural dynamic. Each brings their own strengths, their own ideas, their own awarenesses, and their own experiences. And and then when we put it together, you have a melting pot of a solution that ends up working for all generations, not just geared towards one. So for me, I got to tell you, Atina, I'm so excited when I get to work across the generations because they all have so much gift to share if we're willing to ask them to share it. Well, that's terrific. And I'm sure that we'll continue looking at it through that lens as we talk about these different challenges with the first one being stress. We've spent a couple of minutes talking about it. We all know what stress is. We all know that it's really hard to avoid stress and it's all about how we view it and how we frame it and what we do to manage it. So what do you recommend for our listeners and others to do in terms of addressing uh, health challenges that really result from stress and how to take stressful situations and reframe them so that maybe they're not quite as stressful as they otherwise would be? Sure. So one of the tools that I want to share is actually from Right Voice for You. And most of us create more stress because we're on defense mode. You know, we're, we're, we want to be right. We want to be correct in whatever frame of mind that we have. Like, for example, we're here 
we're ready to fight. <laughs> but fight is just going to bring you stress. It's going to take you out of your creative zone. And it's also not going to give you the upper hand in the information the other person is sharing with you. So the first thing I always tell people is start, start your moment of conversation with somebody else to just act like, okay, any kind of walls and barriers that I already have and anywhere I'm going to go into defense mode, I'm actually going to now push it down. So imagine you're like pushing it down into the ground. All the barriers push down, push down, push down, push down, push down, push down, push down. And then if you were being an interesting point of view, instead of already having the answer in your head, what information is the other person sharing that you haven't even considered yet? Because then you expand from the walls to allow the information in. And when you do that, just by saying that, I mean, just, you know, do it with me, you know, like imagine if, if you have any, okay. If there were any walls or any kind of barriers, like just literally, if you just push them down, like going down into the earth, <laughs> just think that way, like shove it down into the earth. Do you notice anything different in your body? Well, you feel like you can breathe more. Exactly. You literally untent the muscles in your body, around your lungs, around your belly, and that pressure is just not there ready to explode anymore. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's the smallest thing, but yet, actually, if you could, okay, I don't know, do you have any kids, you know? <laughs> I, I actually do not have kids. I've got a couple of pets. Okay. I, I do not okay. have kids. Um, pets but, are easier. They don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, do you notice, though, how stressed you are the minute you hug your animals? Like, all your stress melts away. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what you're doing here. You're letting go all those things that you're already predicting the person's going to say and putting up your walls to stop it from coming. But when we go into defense, what we're doing is we're actually giving the other person ammunition to fight harder. So if you have no walls for them to bounce their ball against you, their ball goes through you and it's almost like you push them down. Like you're pushing their world down. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it other than that. But when you have no walls, it doesn't matter what they say or do. They have nothing to stick to. Well, it's it an energy thing, body. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not just energy, it's actually physical. You have to use a lot of energy to keep your walls up and be on the defense mode. That's absolutely right. I mean, when you, when you think about it, whether it's in a, in a work situation or whether it's actually just like playing a sport even, I think everyone can relate to what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, just as easy as just barriers down, walls down, and then just say, what if I'm willing to be an interesting point of view to whatever they're saying? Because see, people talk and you know, I mean, lawyers, right? I mean, that's the whole thing is who's going to have the upper hand in information, right? You need information to know how you're going to be fighting for your client. Well, 
Sometimes, though, when we already have it figured out that we have one road we're going to go with our clients, we don't realize the other direction that they might come. But if you have no walls and you go into it with, okay, what have I not considered here? What information are they about to share with us that we haven't even considered yet? You just arm yourself, not from a defense perspective, but from an offense. That's great advice. And, you know, I, I, I get the impression from what I've read about you and some of the interviews I've, I've heard you do that you believe in visualization. I do. <laughs> well, and it works. It absolutely works. Of figuring it out. You know what I mean? From visualization of opening up that creativity, yes. But for me, I always love to ask, how does it get even better than this? And what else is possible we haven't considered yet? Because that itself will open up the visualization to be even greater than you can imagine. Well, and that will be another interview for us to do because that's a whole other side to the conversation that we could have and that, that I'm sure is going to be an amazing conversation. So as we wind down the first part of our time together, do you have any final thoughts and where can our listeners find you? Well, I think from a final thought, I would just say, please give yourself a break. You do so much in one day, more than you even realize. And sometimes we actually need to be grateful for ourselves and grateful for everything we've accomplished and then just ask for more, like what's beyond this and what else is possible. And truly, like the moment that you're willing to acknowledge what you have accomplished, you don't have to know every detail, but just the acknowledgement, you now allow even more to get created and more to, you know, to be benefited for you and your clients. And for me, I'm easy to find. You can go to lalehancock.com or you can go to our website, bellapimo.com. It's B-E-L-A-P-E-M-O.com. And you can contact us there. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and a lot of other places, <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> so you're welcome to contact us. And then I also invite you to globalwellnessforall.com as well, because there are a lot of tools for us to truly improve our wellness in every aspect of our lives and uh, happy to assist you there as well. Lale, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you, and I'm really looking forward to the second part of our conversation. Thank you so much, Tina. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. I hope that you have enjoyed the first part of our discussion with Lale Hancock. Please tune in next week for the second part of our conversation. I'm your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.